Well, what is up, MiFi listeners? Gosh, so glad to be back with you guys. Hope you had a great holiday season. Welcome to 2023. This is our first episode of the year, and I'm super excited. Dylan Nash from Lily, a uh, great LA-based band. Uh, I can't wait to tell you guys all about him. Great uh, hang with him today in this episode. Uh, but first, just hit subscribe wherever you're at, um, YouTube, uh, Google Podcast, Stitcher. Obviously, we're on Apple and Spotify and all that stuff. And uh, you know, just hit subscribe, man. It helps us out. And uh, we got some goals this year. We wanna we wanna grow as a podcast. We got incredible interviews set up uh, for these first few months of the year. Uh, gonna do a couple a month and then sprinkle some bonus episodes in. So it's gonna be great. Can't wait. Let's get into it. All right, let's go. Let's do it. Man, I hope you guys had a good holiday. Uh, I sure did. Took took a couple weeks off and uh, went and visited some family and hung out and and uh, had some downtime. Wasn't, wasn't on social media too much. Really tried to, tried to uh, kind of disconnect, you know, a, a little bit. And uh, hopefully you got to do that as well. I did, however, do some record shopping. One of the things I love to do when I'm home is hit a couple of local record shops um, where I'm from over in uh, Louisiana. And so, uh, yeah, I hit, hit a couple of those and was just going to talk about a few of the records that I acquired. Uh, some were Christmas gifts, uh, given music for Christmas is always great. Go buy some music from your local record shops and, uh, and, and give it away and, or, or keep it and listen to it. I don't care what you do, but just go support a local record store. You know what I'm saying? We got one here I love called Carden Records uh, here in North Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. And then back home, a little shop of music. My friend uh, Scott uh, owns that place and uh, love it. Love it. It's in Northwest Louisiana there. So I don't, don't know what your shop is, but but go find it and support it. All right. Uh, but let, let's talk about it because a, a few of these records I've, I've looked for for a little while. And uh, maybe you got some some records. We'll, we'll do a little thing on social this week and talk about some of the records maybe we got uh, during the holiday season as, as gifts or or whatnot. So, but I'll tell you, um, I'm going to go down a few of these. One was the, uh, the Barty strange album farm to table. I mentioned that in, uh, the bonus episode at the end of 2022 and talking about my top 10 albums of the year. Uh, this Barty strange, great, uh, Oklahoma guy originally, but based in DC and this album farm to table, my wife actually bought me the, the vinyl for, uh, uh, Christmas and I had just been wearing it out. It's, it's really like, um, uh, really hard to categorize in terms of a genre. Uh, spans a lot of stuff. Really cool vibe. I hear some TV on the radio in it. I hear some punk rock in it. I hear some R&B in it. Um, his voice is just fantastic. Songwriting's great. It, it's, a, it's a great record. And sometimes more modern albums uh, may not translate to vinyl quite as well, you know, because they're recorded digitally. But I, I don't know, man. Th- this one, this record sounds amazing to me. Uh, so whoever did the mastering and, you know, all that sort of stuff for vinyl did, did a fantastic job. Encourage you. I mean, stream it, you know, go listen to the record, but, but, uh, check it out. Also picked up, um, my brother sometimes will grab me records when he sees them. And then, you know, I get like a, a, a stack of them, you know, from him for Christmas. Uh, he, he's a good dude. So, uh, he, when, uh, this year, you know, in, or in 2022, I should say last year, um, we lost, uh, Coolio, the rapper Coolio and growing up in the nineties, I was in high school in the nineties. Coolio had a lot of hits. 
Gangster's Paradise, Fantastic Voyage, all that stuff. So we, we listened to a ton of that stuff and had a blast, have a lot of memories to that music. And a Record Store Day last year, they did a re-release of uh, Coolio's album. I think it was his first album, uh, It Takes a Thief. And uh, I got a copy of that from my brother for Christmas. Um, he also got me a copy of uh, Kiss Revenge, which is my favorite Kiss album. I talked about this a little bit. Uh, on the episode last year with Todd Kearns, who plays bass for Slash and for Bruce Kulick. Um, Todd is Bruce's bass player as well. And uh, Kiss Revenge was non-makeup Kiss. And so sometimes people are like, oh, why do you like that? You know, hardcore, like makeup Kiss people. Um, but Bruce Kulick is an amazing guitar player. And that was one of the first reasons, but that record's just really cool. And the copy that I got is signed by Bruce because it was like a 30th anniversary pressing of Kiss Revenge. Really, really cool. Sounds amazing. If you're not a Kiss fan, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance. If you like rock music, you know, of any sort, just give Kiss Revenge a chance. It's, I will, I am standing by Kiss Revenge is my favorite Kiss album. Um, Destroyer's second, if you're watching on YouTube or Spotify, over my shoulder over here, there's a copy of Destroyer uh, on the wall back here. Um, And it's signed by all the members. It's really cool. Um, uh, which my brother also got me that too. He, I'll tell you, he's a good dude. Um, I also picked up a uh, psychotic supper. This album is a Tesla record, uh, psychotic supper by Tesla. Tesla, um, kind of got lumped in, I think with the hair bands, but they're not really a, a, a hair band. They're like, I don't know, like Southern rock, hard rock. I don't, I don't know really how to, how to, um, how to categorize Tesla, but their guitarist, Frank Hannon, one of my favorite guitarists of all time, super, super talented, uh, great band, great record after record after record, just great. But the age I was at, uh, I got this, uh, I got in this psychotic supper, that, that album. And it's been really hard to find cause they've only repressed it one time. And I found a, a sealed repress of it at a shop back home, uh, called Rick's records. That's also a really good, uh, shop there in Northwest Louisiana. Uh, so I got a copy of that. It was sealed. I don't care. I open it. I'm buying the stuff to listen to. I'm not a collector per se. Uh, really just love listening to the stuff. So it was super cool. Super cool that I, I've, I just found that flipping through the store. It's one of my favorite things is like, I like ordering. That's fine. But I really love like the joy of like finding an album, like just in the store. I'm just flipping through it. I'm like, <gasps> oh my gosh. That's the way I felt when I got Psychotic Supper. And I also found an OG uh, Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion 2. Um, it was just crazy. Like I love I love the feeling of finding that. It's like a little treasure hunt and really fun. So, uh, and last, uh, last thing, last record I want to mention that I picked up. Uh, also, uh, I don't know why I had trouble finding this one too. Um, uh, outcast Stankonia. It's my favorite outcast record. Um, but I walked in my local shop here, Carden records up here in, in North Georgia. And there was one copy, uh, that, uh, John Carden had in there, picked it up and, and, uh, yeah, uh, been enjoying that too. It's actually on my turntable right now. Uh, outcast Stankonia. So I don't know what you picked up, um, but, uh, but yeah, uh, hopefully you got some vinyl for Christmas. That's just, that's, a uh, uh, what I got. I got a couple more, but, but I'll spare you. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get to the show here in a minute, but first record of the week this week, uh, all, all cool records, but I also got another one from my friend, Nick as a Christmas gift. Uh, I'm holding up death cab for cutie, uh, plans. And, um, I may have mentioned this record before actually, and I don't really care because, um, I, I, I will keep featuring records that I love sometimes over and over again. <laughs> so if you haven't ever listened to this, I, uh, death cap for cutie plans, here's what I love about it. It's a sad record. Um, 
uh, in a lot of ways, uh, but a hopeful record in a lot of ways. Just It's just really cool. And um, anyway, uh, yeah, I got that for a Christmas gift as well. But this is the record of the week, Death Cab for QD Plans. If you're on Spotify video or YouTube, you can see I'm, I'm holding it up. And uh, uh, you should try to go find one. This this is also hard for, for me to find. When, when he gave me this, I was like, um, my friend Nick, when he gave it to me, I was like, where did you find this? And uh, I just found it in a local shop. I think it may have been like a Barnes and Noble or something. I, I don't even remember. He was just walking through and saw it and got it. And super grateful. Go listen to it. Uh, let's get to the show, though. Let me let me introduce this band. Let me tell you a little story. This band, Lily, L-I-I-L-Y. So, so for a while, I called him Lily, uh, like the first week that I was familiar with him, which was just a couple of weeks ago, in fact which is kind of crazy how fast sometimes things happen. Um, so New Year's Eve, we're watching this Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton uh, show. Miley had this thing on um, a New Year's Eve special, had a lot of bands and guests and stuff. She did a cool cover with David Byrne from Talking Heads um, of Let's Dance by David Bowie. Really cool. If you haven't seen that, you should look it up on YouTube. Um, but there was a band that played the event, uh, and it was Lily. Um, L I I L Y. So I, I at first said Lily, but they played their new single applause. And I was just like, this band is amazing. I was like, they kind of remind me a little bit of like idols or turnstile or a little bit of Interpol, but they also had like, so I start listening to more of them over the last couple of weeks and they, they just have vibes like the, every song on their full length from 21, uh, TV or not TV is the name of their full length album from, from, uh, 2021. Uh, it, it's so different. It's so varying in terms of styles and influences and all that sort of stuff. And I, I think that that's a, a, a focus of the band. I had a great conversation with their singer, Dylan Nash. Uh, he's an LA guy. They're all LA guys, young guys coming up in a great rock band. Uh, they just released applause, the song that they did on the new year's Eve special. They also covered the, uh, a, a piece of the beastie boys, uh, sabotage on there, which was just Fantastic. So uh, you should go watch that too. I'm going to link that in the show notes and I'm going to put a link for um, the official video for Applause, the new single that just came out. They've got some more music coming out. They've got a tour um, with a band called Fiddler. Uh, if you've never heard of them, great band too. They're going to be on tour on the West Coast with them uh, in February and got some plans for this year. They're a great bunch of guys, all LA based guys. And uh, we didn't talk about this on camera, but off camera, Dylan told me he's a Saints fan. New Orleans Saints fan. If you know me, very that conversation. I'm from Louisiana. I'm a Saints fan. Uh, so right off the bat, I liked this guy, and uh, and we had a fantastic conversation. Go follow Lily on social media. They're Lily the band, but listen, it's L I I L Y the band uh, on all their social media and uh, LilyTheBand.com spelled the same way is their website. Go check out all their stuff. Uh, buy some merch. Go see them if you're on the West Coast. All that sort of stuff. But for now. Enjoy this great conversation that I have with my friend Dylan Nash. What's up, Dylan? How are you, man? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good, dude. I got to confess, I um, I had to look up a like a video interview of you guys because I kept telling people the band was called Lily. Yeah, um, a lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Lily. It's Lily. Yeah. That's it. You know, yeah. in the show opening, I'll do that too. But man, I'm a fan, bro. I appreciate you doing the show. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, thank I, you also for being a fan. Yeah, man, I saw the performance on Miley's New Year's Eve thing. It was wild. Thank you. Yeah. Thank like, you. honestly, that, that was the first time I ever heard of you guys. I know it was just like uh, a week or so ago, but I, I saw the performance. I was like, 
this band is amazing and I uh, reached out to your publicist and this happened really fast. So I, I appreciate you guys making it work. Uh, cause you guys have a lot going on. What, what was that performance like for you guys? Was that amazing? Uh, yeah, you know, um, it was definitely a culture shock for sure. Um, cause we've never done that big of production, let alone like TV. Um, but it, you know, everybody was super nice, uh, at, super accommodating. We, we got there like every day was just kind of like a breeze, you know? Um, nice. And when it, it was all this like pent up, um, like a, adrenaline and, and anxiety. And then the show happened and I don't remember any of it. So it's, it's just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, but, uh, yeah. So have you gone back and watched cool. it? Oh, a million times. Yeah. yeah. A million times. Yeah. I've been texting, uh, texting links to people like from the video because the energy of the band, like the songs are killer. I went back and listened to the full length record, the TV or not TV record and back to the EP and have listened through stuff all week long, you know, just getting ready. But, and the records are phenomenal, but the energy of the live you. performance was just, was just crazy, man. Chaotic and wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. I, I think, I think our biggest goal um, as a band is to sort of capture the live energy. Um, cause that's our strong suit. If, if, if you want to take anything from the band, our strong suit is our live performance. Um, and I think that's just the ultimate goal is trying to capture encapsulate that energy. And I think that's one thing that I think the, the new year's Eve thing really did well for us and um was, was just i guess capturing that um that idea of 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 live performance yeah uh, i read somewhere and i could be mistaken on this that i know you guys did the cover the beasties cover uh of sabotage on the on the uh show um but i read somewhere that like maybe you weren't gonna do it at some point or it was gonna be a different song or something is that yeah true? So I think there was like miscommunication, I guess, on, on, on some point. So I guess, okay, we were originally going to do uh, two songs. That's, I guess, w- there was some sort of miscommunication there. I don't know what it was, but we we're going to do two songs and we we're going to do two original uh, originals. And then um, there was an idea thrown out there that maybe we should do a cover, you know? Uh Usually when we do covers, we don't do um, songs that people know, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I feel that. Or, or even if it's like the band's biggest song, like the, it's it's still not like the biggest song in the world. Yeah. Um, but we were like, you know what? Let's let's kind of like get out get out of our comfort zone and, and do something. And and we love the Beastie Boys, and you know, once again, it's not really in our realm, but we felt like we could nail it. So we just kind of threw it out there and, uh, tried it. Yeah. Well, you killed it. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I was really, I was really anxious about it. That's why I've watched it a million times because, um, the entire time that I was there, like immediately, like the, the first day of rehearsal before I, I even sing a note, I start having like throat issues. Oh, 
Like I, and I, it's not from anything I did. Cause I, I had kind of, you know, shut down and wasn't on vocal rest, but I was just kind of like being aware of my, you know, yeah, taking care not of trying, yeah, not trying to hurt my, my voice or anything like that. But immediately as I got off the plane, or sorry, immediately uh, after, like when I woke up, you know, the, the day of our first rehearsal, just like I was super tight. I, it might have been like a, like a nervous reaction or something, but yeah, I don't know. And like, yeah, it was hard to sing uh, that, that song uh, while I was on stage and it was a little rough, but you know, people liked it. So, oh man, the energy was what, killing. What am I, what am I to say? You know? Yeah. Uh, where, where are you now? You I know you guys are based in LA. You're in LA now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, did you grow up there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me and Charlie grew up in the Valley. Um, if you know where that is. Um, and Sam grew up in like Hollywood, pretty centralized Hollywood. And, uh, Max grew up kind of like mid city, Culver city area. So, yeah. Are your parents musical? Did you like grow up musical household, like, or siblings or anybody? Um, yeah. Uh, my dad has always been musician. Uh, my, my sister does music as well. Um, she's more on like the, uh, uh, I would say more like pop electronic, like production side of things. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, kind of with all that around me, I, I sort of, I feel like did it my way in some, in mm-hmm. some sense. Like I, like, yeah, the, there was the influence there, um, for sure. But I don't know. I, I definitely feel like it was more of, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I took more like liberties when it came to the, the inspiration behind becoming a musician or, or the, the creative aspect of, of writing or any of that. Yeah. I didn't take much influence from my, my close surroundings, you know? Well, what, uh, what's the first music you remember hearing when you were, when you were young? Oh man. Uh, I've a few, uh, that, that one black eyed piece record with, uh, <laughs> uh, let's get it started. I forget what yeah. it's called. It has like the, the elephant. I think it's like elephant or something, some, yeah. something like that. I don't know. <laughs> um, that one. And, um, uh, that first Gavin DeGraw record. I know that sounds insane, but, um, nice. but, um, yeah, my mom really liked, uh, that Gavin DeGraw record. <laughs> uh, and it has bangers on it. I'm not, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. That yeah, Duke oh, also, Duke also, uh, blood sugar, sex magic as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's going to like that one. I've, I had all those on, on CD and they would just be in the car constantly. Um, now, did you buy CDs? Cause you've kind of grown up more in like the, the download, uh, streaming age. Oh so. y- yeah. Um, I, I definitely bought records for sure. I think until the, str- the download streaming thing didn't really start till I was 
probably like nine or 10, I'd okay. say. Um, well, the streaming thing didn't really happen until I was like, or I guess it didn't, it didn't penetrate like my world until I was probably like 14, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, I was buying like CDs, uh, or at least being gifted CDs. Yeah. Um, when I was pretty much throughout my childhood. Um, and then iTunes, obviously. You remember your first CD like that you bought with your money? I don't know with my money, but I, I know the one that I picked out. Um, it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, Sergeant Peppers. Nice. Um, yeah, that was like, I played that one a million times that, that was like my favorite record, uh, for like the first few coherent years of my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you feel like that, that influenced you as a Reiner a lot? Some of that early stuff. Um, I'd say like the, the gravity of the weirdness on that record for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but not probably till later in my life. Um, yeah. Cause you, you always go in and out through Beatles phases, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's hard to fully appreciate records when you're that young, you know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. But was there, was there one of those maybe that you go back to now, like a Sergeant Pepper, maybe there's others that you go back and go, gosh, that record influenced me more than I realized, you know, as the musician I am today, because you mentioned you didn't really go about your musical journey like your dad did or like your sister did. You kind of yeah. did your, did your own thing. So were there records that you remember now that you go, gosh, I didn't realize that record was as pivotal to me as, as maybe I realize now. Um, yeah, probably, probably like, like Sergeant Peppers was, was one of those. I think, um, like a day in the life, um, like a song like that, or, um, it's just the, the sort of storytelling, um, lyrically and, and, um, and just like the different phases of, of that song kind of allowed me to like, I guess, understand different types of music. Um, because it's not, it's not like a, it's not like a rudimentary, like A, B, A, B type type thing, you know? So it, it allowed me to just like ease myself into and, and like, I guess, think of songs a little more like in a more palatable way, I guess. And even if they're not super palatable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you guys, the Lily stuff is so like genre encompassing. And if you're, if you're listening to the podcast, you never heard the band, you need to go listen to the band. Um, it's a, it's a rock band. Um, but there's elements of so many other genres. I'm going to use that word loosely, uh, that it's kind of hard to categorize. It's r- super wild and alternative indie rock, but there's like electronic elements in there. There's like, I don't know, man, there's, there's, a uh, 
there's just it's it's a melting pot of things. Was that like a goal, or is that as a as a Reiner and as a band, or is that just something you feel like maybe comes from you and the other guys naturally from the music that you all kind of consumed in your life? Yeah, I think I think we all just listen to so much music at once, and we are so passionate about so much music at once. So it's kind of like how can we um, afford to do all of what we love in one project. Yeah. Um, and it's, that's essentially what happens, you know, and that's why all the songs on, on all our, you know, EPs records or, you know, singles that we put out, they all kind of sound different from one another because it's just how, how can we get this thing out? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, sure. that definitely comes across, man. I, I obviously I I heard applause first um, on the TV performance, and I was like, man, this kind of reminds me of you know Turnstile or Idols or you know Thank like you. you know really raw, crazy, you know punk alternative rock band. And then I go find the record, the TV or not TV, the full length record from I think it was twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, and listen through that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this song kind of sounds like the Beach Boys. And man, this song kind of, you know, just there's elements of things I hear. And so it really is impressive what you guys can can weave together. So you obviously have a lot of rich uh, musical influences, uh, either you or the band combined, you know? So I think that's really Thank neat. you. Thank you. Yeah. We, uh, I think definitely like Turnstile and Idols have been an influence for a lot of the stuff. Um, yeah obviously with a grain of salt, like we, um, what Turnstile does is great, but that's them. What idols does is great, but that's them, you know? And I think, uh, I think more or less there's just so much influence around us. Um, and we love so much music that it's just, uh, you know, how can we make it our own? Yeah. And that's, yeah, essentially what it is. You remember what the first song was you played live ever? Like even in a garage or? Like as a band or me? Yeah, just you. Maybe it was your first band. Maybe it was 15 years ago. Uh, Okay, so me, Sam, and Max were in uh, the School of Rock, if you know what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't go when Sam went, but... um, I You're not talking about the, the movie, just for the listeners, not the movie. There's like a, a music yeah, there's like lesson. a music program, but I, I I do believe it was based off that, like the original yeah, totally, Paul totally. Green and whatever. Um, but the or like no, I think the movie was based off the original original one. That's oh, what nice. I was told. Oh, yeah, because okay. it was in it was in Philly and all that stuff. So, um, uh, me and Max were there when we were like six or seven. So really young. Oh my gosh, man. Wow. Yeah. Um, and my first ever performance was there. I did, I don't know which song I did first technically, but I either did, I either did, uh, Brown Sugar by the Stones. Yes. Or Satisfaction. I can't remember which one it was. Both great choices. Uh, I did both, but um, I just don't know which one was first. And then, oh, actually, I did a school talent show, and I did Imagine um, by John Lennon. 
but that that was like a terrible like I had never been on stage before, and I I, I cracked under pressure. <laughs> it happens, but you had excellent yeah. taste even as a six or seven year old. So you know, yeah. Oh, I, I, that, you know, it's it's the it's like the rocker kid thing, you know. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like the parents like the uh, you start wearing like tight jeans and you you wear like the the leather like like wristbands and stuff. And yeah. It's it's kind of adorable, but <laughs> it's it's a it's a weird haunting past to have. Well, you grew up in L.A. though, man. Like, uh, you know, you you probably weren't alive for any of this. Well, you 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 weren't alive in the eighties, but uh, man, L.A.'s got such a rich music history, and that was kind oh, yeah, of my yeah. era. Like my my first concert was uh was Poison and Slaughter in nineteen ninety one. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. You, what, what was yours? What was the first live show you remember seeing? Oh, man. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know. Uh, there was a few that I had I had kind of been to. Um, you know, there was uh, New York Dolls. Um, I saw wow. Green Day uh, nice. pretty young. The Black Crows. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty much. Uh, I don't know which one was first, but it was one of those for sure. Was there was there one that you saw that was like particularly impactful for you? Um, I think Green Day, just because I was I was a really big fan when I was growing up. Um, um I'd seen them a few times at that point. Um, yeah, I think that was. That was a pretty impactful show for me. Have you guys um, ever been to a show as a band and just gone just just for the sake of like, hey, let's all go see this artist that we love together? The, yeah, I mean, just like going to like festivals and stuff and playing, you know, playing them, and um, you, you you tend to like just go go to shows. There's there's been a few. Um, we saw. Uh, Tenacious D. Oh, well, wow. actually, some of us saw Tenacious D simultaneously as the other half were watching Lil Wayne. Oh, um, nice. I saw I I saw Tenacious D because that's that's a classic throwback for me. Um, we we saw Shame together um, in 2018. Um, that was a really good show. Uh, I know they all saw Black Midi without me, oh, um, which I, I was kind of bummed about. Yeah, they're great. I mean, I was, I was a, I could have saw them. It was at Great, uh, great Escape in uh, Brighton, but I, I just the circumstances didn't work out that way. But uh, we saw the Strokes together um, oh, twice, wow. actually, twice. Uh, we saw them at a. Lollapalooza and then at this like Celine fashion show thing, but we only oh, saw yeah. a few, few songs and yeah, there's, there's a lot, you know, Yeah, you guys seem so tight. Like you were saying, I think you said you and Charlie and Sam went to the rock school. Was that right? Uh, no, Max and Sam, you and Max, Max, and, Max and, Sam. and Sam. So you guys have known yeah. each other a long time. Well, I didn't, I didn't know Sam back then. Uh, he came like right as I left. Oh, to the like to I was walking rock. out the door. He was walking in. Yeah, it, it was. Oh, wow. uh, 
like I, I had met him through high school circles along with Charlie. But you guys have known each other since high school. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've known them since freshman year of high school. That's crazy, man. And you guys became a band in 16, 2016, 2017. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, they, they were already a band. I joined, um, in summer of 2016, like our first show was 20, summer of 2016. Nice. And then the, and then the EP in 19, the full length in 21. And now yeah. you guys got the, the new single applause out. Um, what what else is coming? Because uh, I I can't imagine you would drop a song like applause and then not release anything else in twenty three. You know what I'm saying? So what what else is coming that you can talk about? We have songs in the work for sure. Um, we have one song finished, um, so hopefully that comes within the next month. Um, oh, nice. Uh, that one's kind of a, a stark contrast to uh, applause for sure. Um, but yeah, all the songs that we're going to kind of start putting out are, like I said, different from each other because of the plethora of, of influences we have. And um, yeah. yeah. Well, TV or not TV feels that way. Too. So that makes sense to me, if, especially if you're leading into another full length, which I, I hope you are. Uh, it makes sense that it's going to be varied like that, you know, and yeah. you guys got a, you guys got a tour coming up uh, in February. It looks like all West Coast stuff, huh? Yeah, it's with Fiddler. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so this is their first uh, like full tour back. We did their, they, their first shows um, they had done since 2019. Uh, were uh, were in threes. So one was in uh, one set was in September, um, the beginning of September, and then the second set was at the end of October. Hmm. And we had played those uh, six shows with them, and we just became buddies with them. And they took us on this this tour that's coming up, um, starting in February, and. Yeah, it's like their first like real run in a long time. Nice. Uh, that's not separated by like a month. Yeah. So, are you guys going to tour anymore yeah. after that this year? Do you have anything else in the works? Uh, I mean, we don't. We, I, our agents like constantly, obviously, like searching for things, but yeah. um, I don't. I don't know if we have anything set in stone. There's always talks about certain shows and tours and whatever. But um, as of right now, the Fiddler thing is the only thing that we have. Yeah. That's I concrete. I can't imagine something won't, won't spawn for you guys as, as massive as the New Year's Eve show, you know, was for you guys. What, what led up to that? How did you guys get asked on uh, to that show? Um, Miley. Uh, yeah. Just a fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, well she's, she's dating Max. So, Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I had yeah, no idea. So, yeah. So, um, she's been very supportive of our music. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. She's super sweet. Um, yeah. It, just super supportive. And that's just kind of how, uh, it happened. And, um, 
yeah, it was, we're super grateful for it. For oh, sure. Super cool. Is there a band right now, if you could go out and support like opening for any band that's out right now, who, who would it be? Who you want to go out with? Oh man. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, I'd say like Fontaine's DC. That oh, would be yeah. a really fun one. Yeah. That would be a great uh, build for you guys. Yeah. Uh, turnstile just like the energy i feel like that would be a good good match for sure uh like i said black midi uh yeah a lot of those um would be be super fun uh yeah i i don't know there's a lot there's a lot yeah uh you guys got to make it out to the to the east coast man there's a lot of, a lot of great places to play over here. Turnstile was just here uh, a couple months ago. They played here maybe two or three times in 2022, and I just my schedule did not uh, meet up, you know, with any any of those shows. Um, but we played the, we played Atlanta in, in at the end of 2021. Oh, um, do you remember yeah. where you played? Remember what venue it was? It was the. Uh, masquerade. It was one of the, I don't know which room it was. It, yeah. It's a great ooh. venue. It was like the, I think the medium size room is at heaven, hell and purgatory. So I would say yeah. hell, right? Yep. Yeah. You, you, uh, yeah. you know, your stuff around Atlanta, I guess you've been out here before. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we played that and then we had played actually a show with Fiddler. Um, it was an after show, it was in 2019. It was an after show of, uh, of, uh, shaky knees. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we played, um, the, what's it called? Something like how playhouse or something. It's like a oh, yeah variety playhouse, the variety playhouse. Yeah. 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 Down there. In, and that, uh, we, we had met them. We had met them back then, but, um, nothing ever we didn't really know them until we we played the we did this tour with them i saw tower of power there a couple months ago oh wow (laughs) a friend of mine called me and he was like hey man i got these tickets and you know these people were supposed to go with with uh him he's a he's a great musician too he's like his background's like horns and like he was in like marching band in high school and stuff he's like we're going you want to go i was like yeah man cool like i'll go see anybody almost you know uh, that's awesome, but yeah, that's, that's a cool little venue too, man. Uh, I'll be excited to see if you guys get back out here. I'll definitely be there. There's a great place uh, you guys should play over here called uh, Terminal West. Uh, kind of a little bit of a newer venue, but but hopefully you guys nice. can can get around. It seems like you guys are just like meteorically like like rising right now uh, in the scene, and I don't think that's easy for rock bands to do. You know, is there something that you guys are focused on right now or goals that you have for 2023 that you just want to see happen in your career? Um, I, I'm kind of, I, I'm really into the seeing the progression of it. I think that's the best part, you know, uh, I just want to see, you know, more people start to show up in, in, um, in some aspect, like I, I want to see how that builds and, and seeing like, 
how people respond to certain songs and, and how that impacts the shows or whatever. Um, I think that's the best part to me. It's just seeing the community build. Totally. Yeah. Uh, if you had to pick one, um, well, I'll give you, okay, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. You get three records for the rest of your life. Only three. Dylan Nash's top three records of all time. What are you picking? Oh, man. Um, how much time do I have? <laughs> uh, 30 seconds. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> uh, you're on the spot. Uh, Siamese dream. All right. It's ha- definitely has to be there. Um, shoot. Uh, why am I blanking right now? Let me let me quickly go into my Spotify because I need yeah. <laughs> I need like the the the, the little everybody does that everybody does that. Um. Oh man. Uh. Probably like the Battle of Los Angeles. Yeah. Um. um that's that's right now at least like that that record's just too much it it just i don't know it it does a lot for me um that was another Uh, band when i heard you guys i went man there's like some elements of rage against the machine in here yeah i'm i'm literally just giving you like anthem bands right now anthem rock like stadium rock bands uh and then I have to say, what's the story, Morning Glory? Yes, that's like, in my top I, ten of all time. Yeah, it's one of the greatest records ever. I, like, but that's the thing. Like, they're they're stadium rock bands, and and some of the biggest records ever because you can listen to them and they're timeless. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so my 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 three like biggest records the 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 ones i can listen to forever are siamese dream what's the story morning glory and the battle of i love it yeah those are awesome uh yeah i I did a a bonus episode not too long ago on my top 10 albums of all time and there's only like i have like one spot that'll float in and float out but um man for the most part they kind of stay the same and i would say they're probably probably like that there was like there's some um, television marquee moon. It's not really a stadium record. That's um, a great record, though. Oh man, it's 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 stayed in my top ten um, ever since I heard it, which is a long time ago. But uh, and now I'm on this quest, uh, which I need to ask you about um, if Lily's going to do this. But I'm I collect vinyl and I have like represses of all my favorite records, my ten favorite records of all time. And now I'm on this quest of getting like original copies right. of first first presses. So I just got a first press of Pearl Jam versus last week oh wow and uh expensive hobby yeah a little bit a little bit it was a it was like a a a promo like a radio promo copy too so i I had to i I gave a little extra for it too but right uh dude i started looking for oasis what's the story morning glory og presses and they only pressed it in the uk and they're like three hundred dollars they're like crazy 
money, wow. you know, for And I bet but, most of them were on cassette, right? Like most of the original presses? Man, I think Oasis, I think what's the story was 96. So that would have been like really in the, that would have been a good solid three or four years into the CD era. Cause I, oh, I was really? a little, I was a little bit like you, like, you know, holding know, on to CDs. I, I held on to cassette tapes and I just refused to like update to CDs. Cause I had like a couple hundred cassette tapes. I didn't want to <laughs> buy all the stuff again, you know, but then I got a CD player in my car and I like, I had to go buy all these records right, again. Right. So we did the, they used to have these clubs back in the day where you paid like a penny for like 12 CDs. You probably don't even know what I'm talking about, but yeah, yeah, yeah they do that now. Know. They do that now, but with a uh, vinyl. So it's oh, kind of, oh yeah. 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 I do not need to find that and feed this habit anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Last question, man. What has been your favorite, like piece of art you've been a part of making like the favorite, maybe it's a favorite song that Lily's done. Um, favorite record EP, whatever, like what's, what are you most proud of that you guys have done? I'd say, uh, Oh man. I think the, just, I think TV or not TV, just because of mm. uh, it, it allowed us to sort of um, shake sort of the insecurities we had uh, leaving like the EP era, you know, um, just because, you know, we had wrote, written all those songs when we were like 17, 18 and uh I think they were just, they just spawned from, you know, the, the urge to get music out versus like a, a real, like, uh, like creative step forward. And, um, TV or not TV was a similar thing where it was like, okay, we have this urge to sort of, you know, break this stigma of being like a, like a radio rock band or alt rock band. And like, let's make this just random, like amalgamation of so many different genres and, and see what happens. And I, I think it did a lot of things for us. You know, yeah. I think, I think it painted a new picture. Um, and I'm super grateful for it. You know, now it didn't do as well as the EP um, when it comes to like streaming and opportunities and whatever. But I think um, it, it's allowing us to um, feel more comfortable in our creative skin and some. Yeah. You know, I, when I listened to the whole record, I, I was, I had a long drive and I threw it on, um, uh, I don't know, a week or so ago and listened through the whole thing. Uh, I literally had this thought. It feels like a second record, not a first record right? to me. Um, and maybe that was because of the EP or, you know, I had the, I had the same feeling way back in the day, listening to the first Interpol record. Um, and it just feels like a group of people that don't not, not don't care what people are thinking, but have a vision of what they wanted to do, regardless of how it, 
how right. the the public reacted to it. And I think that kind of maturity in a first album is is pretty remarkable, man. So I'm, I'm looking you. forward to, yeah, I'm looking forward to all the new music this year. And hopefully you guys will um, have a great time on the tour with Fiddler. And uh, hopefully you'll make it out, make it out east this year too. I'd love to see you guys live. Yeah, I, I hopefully we get out there soon. Um, we're trying to get on our uh, our manager's uh, band's tour, The Walkman. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He uh, they're going back on tour, so hopefully they play Atlanta, and hopefully we play that show. That would be really fun. Yeah, we're huge awesome. Walkman fans over here. So nice. Yeah. Well, man, I I appreciate the time. I appreciate you being on the show and. Uh, if you're listening, um, please go check out Lily. Incredible band. Uh, I was just taken captive uh, when I saw the live performance and have just been into you guys and, and spreading the word uh, to all my buddies. And I uh, wanted to have you on. And and so glad this happened, man. So best of luck to all you guys out there. Appreciate the time, Dylan. Yeah, thank you for having us. Or having awesome. me, I guess. Yeah, dude. Take care. You too. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dylan Nash from the band Lily. Uh, great dude. Really fun conversation. Uh, I wish them the best. I love, there's a lot of young rock bands coming up, and I'm super stoked about that. Um, Starcrawler is another LA based band I've talked about. Um, Lily, like, I, I just, I, I hear of like these bands coming up, and I'm super excited that there's still young bands being formed out there playing like loud guitars and all that good stuff so go check out lily l-i-i-l-y go check them out uh if you haven't heard their stuff uh in the show descriptions there's links to the new year's eve performance of applause and the beastie boys sabotage cover they did uh as well as the official video for applause there's links to their social which is just at lily the band l-i-i-l-y the band and then their website is the same lilytheband.com so go check out all their stuff go check them out on the west coast if you're out there in february they'll be on tour with fiddlar uh, as we talked about and uh support rock and roll music you know what i'm saying uh support your local record shops and your local venues and all the things that keep things going and make sure that you're following myfi on social media instagram tiktok facebook all the things we're just at myfi podcast m y f i podcast. Uh, so make sure you're following, make sure you're subscribed on your favorite platform. So you get all the notifications when we post new episodes, we got another one coming up in just a couple weeks, um, with an incredible artist. Can't wait, can't wait for that too. And got some great stuff lined up, uh, for January, February, March, uh, as well as a couple bonus episodes we're going to sprinkle in. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the show. If you do tell a friend, send links, you know, share all that sort of stuff. We really appreciate that. And, uh, if you're looking for any MyFi merch, uh, you can DM us on social. We've got some stickers and hats and stuff like that. We'd love uh, to send your way. Uh, if you'd like to purchase one, just let us know. So, but till next time, have a good one. <laughs>